I need to start today's episode of The Upside with Callie and Jeff off with a voicemail that we received. Okay. Because I feel like I let somebody, I let at least one person down. Uh-oh. Just breezing over something the other day. Okay. And she was like, no, 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 no. Let us into your world. Hey, y'all. So, seriously, we've all followed along with the check-in light, so... Do we not get to know what the fix was? Just just saying. Love y'all. I feel you know what's funny? I don't even know if I know what the fix is. I, I, I feel like the check engine light came up, um, has come up a few times on the show, but I didn't realize it came up that much that people were invested in it. So I'm sorry. Here's the answer. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it was an air filter type thing or an air, something that, had to do with air. We know a lot about cars. Right. Passing through <laughs> the engine. But here's the thing. Uh, it, it, they replaced, it was the first thing that came up when I first took it in. Mm-hmm. So they replaced it. And then a few weeks later, the check engine light came back on. So they started testing other things and they were trying to fix other things and they were looking for other stuff and blah, blah, blah. Over the past, I don't know, nine months, however yeah. long it's been. Well, finally, last time I was in there, they said, we're going to go back and retest that air. I think they called it an air handler. Okay. We're going to go back and retest. It sounds like a part of a car. And it turns out that was faulty. So they replaced it again. They didn't charge me for any of it. That's nice. Yep. They replaced it again. And since then, knock on wood, the check engine light has not come on at all. That's awesome. Yeah. So there you go. There's your answers. Sorry for leaving you all out of the loop. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our dog, Lily, who has been a shadow to Callie for the past week or two, I think she is finally aware. You've noticed it, right? Yeah. Like it's noticeably different. Like anytime I walk into a room, there she is. Yep. She jumps up on the bed with you before you get out of bed in the morning, which is unusual. Mm -hmm. Like she's just being a lot more tender and affectionate. So I think she she knows that that she got to be Or she's hit the age where she's like the most enjoyable dog. And for the past couple of years, she's been like a little bit follow- of a pain. She's not following me around. That's true. Yeah. That's true. By the way, totally unrelated. Well, no, because it has to do with Lily. But we have been working on Lily and Sadie both. But Sadie is a follower. So Lily's the yeah. one who barks. <laughs> and if Lily barks at the front door, then Sadie starts barking, which is so funny Well, here, you do what you're grateful for, and then we'll come back to that. Okay. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for technology. So Lily, or Sadie will, sorry, Lily, I'm sorry, will start barking at the front door, and then Sadie will run in and stand kind of like in the middle of the entryway, not even really looking out the window, and just bark in random directions. She doesn't right, know. Right, like we're barking to bark. Yeah. She's not aware that there is a, you know, delivery person walking up the driveway 
or that the neighbor is outside dragging his garbage cans in or whatever offense Lily is shouting about. Right. She just knows they're shouting. So Sadie just runs in the room and it's the strangest thing because sometimes she's looking into the house barking. But I say that because we have started training Lily and Sadie to not bark at the front door and it works if it's Callie or I coming home. We're just unable to test it on anyone else because nobody, no one's coming over. Yeah, nobody's coming over to the house. So we think we have them trained, uh, but it's really it's hard the, to tell. It's really hard to tell. And the way you do it, by the way, is you physically get between the door and the in the dog, and you walk the dog backwards away from the door because the door is their reward. So you walk them away from it, and they have a place to sit in the other room, and they can see the front door. Right, they but can't they're run supposed up to, to it. see. Right, but they're supposed to be able to see it because they want to see. Right, they just can't. And it's working really well, at least for us. Okay, now I spent a good part of yesterday trying to learn about Pinterest. Okay, why? O over the past thirty days, I've read multiple articles about podcasters using Pinterest to promote their show. Did you go research Pinterest and those shows that have done well and see what they're doing? I, well, I just tried to, I've used Pinterest exactly one time in my life. And it was when I made a fake account to look at your board, mm -hmm. right? Is it a board mm -hmm. to see what kind of engagement ring rings you had pinned? Cause you mm -hmm. had a jewelry board. Mm-hmm. And so I made a fake account and I remember the name that I used was like Jennifer something <laughs> because I didn't want, obviously, you know, to use my own name. And I remember finding it and being all proud of myself, but that's the only time I've ever used Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So I went and looked at the other shows boards, but I don't really, can you explain it? it? Yeah. Can you, I don't it? know if I really get it. Like I get it, but then it's I like, you know, it's overwhelmingly like one of the most popular social networks. I know, which is crazy. Um, cause I actually use it less than I used to, okay. which is a little weird. Um, but I don't, I have friends that are hugely popular on Pinterest and they've written business plans on how to be popular on Pinterest. I don't understand them Can at all. Can you get some of those? Can you get me one of them? Yeah, I'll okay. forward it to you. It's okay. public. Um, but Can you yeah, forward I'm it just, to me in real life? Like, don't pin it to my board or whatever I won't pin happens. it to your board. I'll send it to your email. But supposedly, like, content can go really viral on there and all that, you know. Like if it's, you're good at it. If you're good at it. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't figure out yesterday when I was trying to learn about it if it was, A, because I was a boy, because Pinterest users are overwhelmingly female mm -hmm. or B if it's because I'm old, well, but be it too. Pinterest also trends older than other social networks. So I'm going to go with just being dumb. I just didn't get it. I used it for, I use it for decor ideas. So the way it works is like, if you, you go on Pinterest and you look at like, let's say you need chairs for a dining room table. So every time you see a chair that you like, you, you click it and then you can save it on your own board mm -hmm. and those boards are all public. So if somebody comes and looks at your board, they see everything that you've picked to put on that board. Right. Okay. I think that, I think the goal is just to be the creator and not the one pinning. 
And then when you get to the end, like if you click it twice or whatever, then it would, it would take you, it would be like, oh, this is for sale at, um, wherever, mm-hmm. right? Pier one, rest in peace, wherever. Like who, who sells chairs? Yeah. Macy's furniture shop. And then you can click on it and buy it. Yeah. But nobody, like nobody who originally pinned it made money off that, right? It depends. If someone had it on their blog, then they are. Oh, got it. So anyways, that's what I spent a good part of my day yesterday doing. Now, here's what I spent yesterday doing. And I'm very excited about this. So um, I, you know, we talked a little bit about, what was it, a couple weeks ago about this website that T-Bird sent me called diedinhouse.com. Because we were talking about, you know, if, would you want to know if something tragic happened in your home? The it, it came up originally because there was a house that went up for sale near us that we were convinced was a haunted mansion. Oh my gosh. And, and Callie said, if we were ever to buy a house like that, I would put a full on Google on that in a deep dive and make sure that that wasn't the scene of something. Terrible. I absolutely would. Um, so I got on died in house. I took about 20 stories. I narrowed. These are all the stories that people sent us, right? Yeah. People, you sent us your stories about why you think your house is haunted or whatever. Um, I ran 20 of them. Well, I ran 10 of them. I did not get one hit. Okay. Then I ran another 10. Yeah. Did not get another hit. And then I'm like, I don't know about this. So I picked an address that I knew was a crime scene. Yeah. Came up with nothing. What? I know. So we, so now I'm like thrown off cause I'm like, okay, well, first maybe of all, what, just, hold on. What address do you know is a crime scene? Um, there's one that's like two miles from where we live. And I know, cause I grew up, you know, this was a huge story in like the late nineties, but there was a guy who, um, killed and then set fire to another guy's home. And it's pretty close to us. And I remember it from when I was a kid. So I Googled that. The news stories came up. I got the address. I plugged it in and it said, we found nothing here. But did he kill him at the house or was he Killed just- him at the house and then set his house on fire. But did the house totally burn to the ground? Yes. There's a big brand new house there. But that's why it's not in there because nothing bad happened on that house. 20, Jeff. I ran 20 and not one got one hit at something. I So now I'm like really skeptical. So now I'm, and you know, we spent money to do that. So I'm like kind of over it. Well, now we need somebody to email you if, because it's supposed to, what's it say in the website? It's not just crimes, right? It's anything. It's fire, meth labs. Um, sex offenders and if someone died there. So all public record, basically all public record. Things. Right. I think the, the service or the, what they probably do is scour the public record stuff, Yeah, which is why you pay for it. Yeah. And then it tells you what's on public record, but I'm just, I don't know. All right. If you know that your house falls into one of those categories, not right now, like we don't want to bust your meth lab, but if you know that a previous owner maybe passed away in the house or it maybe it's your grandparents' house and if one of your grandparents passed away, would that make it? Like it's not a crime. Just an older person passing away in a home. I don't know. I would assume so because an ambulance has to come. They have to document it. They have to report. I would assume so. But um, I think I have like two searches left and then I'm over it because well, I just was feeling – and some of these stories were like 
good. And I, not a thing. Did we, I think we mentioned this story, but one woman sent me a message on Instagram and her and her husband moved into a new house. They were like unpacking or whatever. And the UPS driver comes to deliver some stuff and says, hey, you guys just move in? And she goes, yeah, my name's whatever. And it, blah, blah, blah. he's like, oh, my name's so-and-so. I'm your UPS driver. Let me give you some advice. You should sage this house. And she's like, what? And he's like, good luck to you. And left. Yeah. And she's like, who's what? But she has no idea why. Right. Okay. So if you- I will say that out of, I ran 20 addresses. Some of y'all need to look up the sex offender registries on your addresses because whoa. What do you mean? Some people came up with like 50 registered sex offenders within their zip code. Oh yeah. That's yeah. pretty a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, we have like four. I ran ours. The, that, so if you know that you're, exa- if, and I think it has to be like if the ambulance comes and takes somebody to the hospital and somebody passes away at the hospital, that doesn't count. Like it has to be some, this is so non upsidey, but like if you have a house that falls into one of those categories, send it to Callie and she'll run it. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't come up, then we can just be like, meh. Yeah, it didn't work. Rip off. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that came up is like, they can vaguely say that two of the people that were associated with the house, like, you know, if you run, you know, if you Google someone, it comes up with like their address, but also the addresses or the names of people who have lived in that house, like legally. Um, I don't know that because I don't investigate homes and neighborhoods the way you oh, do. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that happens. So what they did do is there, if there's like 10 owners of this one house, they'll say these owners have passed away, but we don't know how. Right. So could be in the house, could not be in the house. We don't know. There's no record of it. So, but that to me, is like, psh, yeah, whatever. Hmm. Anyways, I'm sad. Yeah. We just got to do good old fashioned seances. If we're going to find out what happened in your house in the past. I heard a quote that I want to share with you. This could be a game changer. It's just something to think about. If um, it's just something to think about, just a, a, a new way of thinking. The quote was, is other people's perception of you is always a memory. I don't know what that means. What other people think of you is always based on stuff that happened in the past. That means you can always change the way you're perceived by other people by creating new memories for them of you. So if you have, uh, in the, the context that I saw it in was a woman whose English teacher told, gave her like failed her or gave her like a D in creative writing. Mm -hmm. And she now has half a dozen bestsellers under her belt. And she was like, I I knew I was a good writer. I might not have been flawless. Mm -hmm. Like I may have needed an editor, but I knew I was creative. I knew I was talented and I knew that that I was good. And she's the one who said, she goes, his perception is based on what he knew of me in a classroom setting in a, in a, in a high school. Mm -hmm. I knew I was better than that. And I just changed. Now he can't say that I changed his memory. I'm now a best-selling author six times over. 
didn't hit you the same way it hit me, did it? No, not at all. Because I feel like other people's perception of you, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Well, it's your reputation, right? Other people's perception of you is your reputation. No, that's a judgment for her. I mean, her English teacher told her she wouldn't, you know, didn't think she was going to amount to anything. And then she changed it. So it's not like, I don't know. Um, I would say the quote is more like other people's perception of you is just that. Like, there's no, it holds no weight on who you can be. Mm. Same thing, kind of. <laughs> Wind out of sails, boat adrift. Womp, womp, That was womp. the wind deflating out of your sails, I told like. All right. Sorry. I'll try to find Not it. Not your best. But usually you're, I think, here's your compliment. Usually you're so good at those things that really hit people in the feels. And I just feel like that wasn't. Well, best. you know what I always say when I share something on social media or when we talk about something on the show, if it affects just one person, then it's affected enough. Right. And so, it impacted you. So mission accomplished. And maybe, and maybe one other person besides <laughs> me. And you know what? I should have actually, when I, now that I think about it, because I remember hearing it. And usually when I hear stuff, that's like, wow, that's amazing. I remember it. And this one I didn't. So I had to go back and go through a whole bunch of old stuff that I had saved. Oh, yeah. Trying to find it. And that was the problem. Yeah. Anyways. Well, hopefully I'll be able to save my your perception of me in the second half of the show. Okay. I'm going to tell you what you're going to read on the Magic Spoon cereal box that's going to make you think that it's not delicious, right? But you know if I'm talking about it, it is delicious. Here's what the box says, right? It says keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. There is also zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and three net grams of carbs in each serving. Now, as a person just reading that or as you hearing that, you might think that could not possibly taste delicious. It probably tastes like cardboard. And I got to tell you, I had the same thought. So I ordered it as a paying customer to see if it could meet the expectation that it was actually good cereal without all the junk in it. And let me tell you, I was so impressed with this. My favorite flavor is the frosted. Sometimes I mix it with the fruity and it is so good without all that added junk in it. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code upside at checkout. That's going to get you free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in this product. Okay. It is backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. Magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside for free shipping. I want you to start living a happier life today. And over 1 million people are doing that by taking charge of their mental health with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. They've got licensed professional counselors who are specialized in anything, any area that you might need help in. Depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, sleeping, grief, self-esteem. Of course, anything you share is confidential. It's super convenient. It's super professional and it's very affordable. As a matter of fact, Upside listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. And the counselors they pair you with, they want to make sure you're totally happy. So if you have to change for any reason, they make it easy and they make it free. Go to betterhelp.com, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Upside and get started today. Like I said, you'll save 10% off your first month by going 
going to betterhelp.com slash upside. Albert is one of our new partners this week. And here's what I love about Albert. It is like having a financial advisor right in your pocket. And if you're like me, seeking financial advice is one really awkward too. I don't really know where to start. And I don't really know anything about the ins and outs of finances. Well, Albert is here to help. It's here to simplify our lives, which you know is something that I am super big on lately. And it can help you get financially organized for your future. You download the app, the Albert app, and they will go through your finances and tell you how you could be saving money. And it's nothing super crazy or complicated. Um, We have them take money out of our checking and put it into our savings. So we're building up our savings account without even thinking about it. And they take technology, pair it with real people that can give you financial advice. And it's a nice little marriage so you can get organized with your finances and have a secure financial future. And Install Albert from the App Store or Google Play today to find your happy balance and get a bonus of up to $40 when you start an annual subscription to Albert Genius. Again, install Albert. That's either from the App Store or Google Play today to find your happy balance. And today's quote of the day is, you may be disappointed if you fail, but you'll be doomed if you don't try. I'm going to introduce you to a woman named K.D. French. She lives right down the road from us, Callie, in Covington, Georgia. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear her in the next couple of days because she's starting to go viral. She's got almost 10 million views on this video that she posted oh, wow. on her Facebook page. I think uh, yesterday morning, the Today Show had her on. Whoa. But she, have you ever seen those um really talented musical people who who play like all the instruments or sing all the parts, but they put up like nine different squares, Brady Bunch style, and like they're all singing in harmony or like yeah. one of them's playing the guitar or whatever, but it's all the same person. Okay. She's stuck at home in quarantine. How old is this person? Oh, I gosh, I don't know. Maybe 30. I don't know. Young woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's like, you yeah. know, our age. And she, yeah, sure. Thank you. My age. <laughs> so she's stuck at home. She's, she's bored and she sings in her church. She's a gospel singer. So she creates a song based on what she's dealing with right now, home alone in quarantine. And I think it speaks to all of us. Somebody stop me. She's at the fridge again. I'm at the fridge again. She's at the fridge again. I need a little help from you. Please come get her. I'm doing a little too much. She doing too much. Oh, I'm at the fridge again. She's at the fridge again. I'm at the fridge again. She's at the fridge again. Snack She's at the fridge but it's all been two minutes since yeah. the last visit. She's at the fridge oh, again. What about the chicken? Sit down. Mashed potatoes. Sit down. Them collard greens. Sit down. How about them Sit down. Oh, fruit. Sit down. What about the melon? Sit down. Ice cream. Sit down. Oh, what? Sit down. How about a pickle? Sit down. Pop silka. Sit down. Or a slice of cheese? Sit down. Oh, baby. Sit down. I need some juice. Sit down. Kool-Aid. You don't need it. Give me food. You don't need it. Give me snack. You don't need it. I want 
She, oh my god, that's all her. All her, oh and you can gosh, see her amazing. singing all the parts in the nine different boxes. Don't you wish that when you opened our fridge door, she would just start singing "You Don't Need It," right, and just put maybe prop her up like on a little iPhone or something in the fridge, right? Activate it like the like the light. Uh, yeah, but she um she did an interview. I think actually CNN interviewed her recently, and she's like, "Look, I am just bored." You know, church isn't happening in person right now. I had some extra time, and I just like the fact that I'm bringing some laughter to this crazy time. I love time. it. I love it. Yeah. And if you're a fan of gospel music, she's actually done a whole bunch of songs in the same, like church songs mm -hmm. in the same style, and and go find her on Facebook. She has an awesome voice. Yeah, Katie French. All I'll right, link her in show notes. What's that? I'll link her in the show notes. Perfect. All right. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, Binghamton University did a study and said that the very basic act of putting a period at the end of your sentences in text messages drastically changes the way your recipient reads the message. And I fully agree. Can I have an example, please? Like if you write something like... Uh, can you come home? I uh, can you come home after the store? Just all lowercase, like casual is mm -hmm. like whatever. But uh, can you come home after the store as a complete and full sentence with a capital C and a period at the end is a little more of an oh crap moment. Like it's like oh wait. I know the oh crap moment that you do, and you send me a text, and you'll say okay, but it's in all caps, and there's a period at the end. What and is, I always feel like I'm in trouble. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because normally it would just be like a thumbs up or a lowercase. Right. Okay. I don't think I'd ever, I never do that. You do. But I don't think I do it. I don't think it's connected to emotion. I think it's just connected to time or whatever. Maybe. Like if I'm driving, I'm not going to do proper punctuation or whatever. I'm just going to send you like a thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two of my three random things. If you, oh, I put this one in here to tell a story. Uh, about somebody that I know. But um, according to a book called Are You Normal, if you dented another car, but not your own, and you're sure nobody saw it, would you leave a note on the other car? Are we being a thousand percent honest? Yeah. Probably not. Half of people would just fade into the night. Would you? I would, but for this, a dent? Yep. But this study says men have a weird code of ethics. Four out of five claim they would leave a note. I would. That's what y'all have a code of ethics about? <laughs> I mean, honestly, here's the reason I wouldn't. I feel like cars get dings. You know what I mean? Like my car's been dinged and I don't come out like if it chips off paint or something, like that's different. But a ding, like my car gets get dinged all the time. You know but, what I mean? Like I'm But not a ding going is back different than a dent. Like a dent is like if you back into a car and it I thought dents you said it. a ding. A dent, a dent. Um, if you back into it, yeah. If I, if you open your car door and it leaves a little mark, I don't think you're obligated to leave a note. Fewer than two out of every five women surveyed would. And the biggest, the people who bail, the biggest category of people who would just disappear without leaving a note are financially secure, college-educated educated women. Interesting and now, like also weird. The story that I have to go along with that is uh, a, a friend of a friend who worked at a radio station a million years ago uh, came out of work one day and saw that her car had a big scrape on the side of it. And she 
there was no note. There was no nothing. She looked around to see like if there was another car or whatever and convinced herself that she must have hit something and didn't know it. Mm. So uh, as radio sometimes goes, she leaves that city. She ends up in another city. She's working in another city for like three years and her old boss calls her out of the blue and says, hey, I just want to let you know that an old coworker came forward and admitted to hitting your car in the parking lot four years ago. Oh my God. And wants to pay you for the repair, but they don't want to tell you who they are. They just feel bad. And so I'm going to mail you a check that they... I think I misunderstood it. what you were saying. Cause uh, if it, if your car needs to be repaired, like, yes, I would leave a note. Like if there's that kind of damage, but it, it, like a, you know, open your car door too fast thing. What do you think the most hated living creatures are? Snakes. Uh, snakes. Not in the top five. Spiders. Not in the top five. Hated living creatures. Come on. What do you mean, come on? Snakes and spiders are good guesses. Roaches. Number four on the list. That's number four? Yep. Number three is wasps. Number two are rats. And the Aww. number one most hated creature in America, the mosquito. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 I see that. Um, Specifically, the mosquito that is in your room when you're trying to go to sleep at night. Ugh. And you can't, and all you hear is, I will say I thought that snakes would definitely be. <laughs> Are you done? Are you Are you all done? Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> the dogs are now staring at Jeff. It's a mosquito, Lily. And those are my three random things for today. <laughs> uh, I have a doctor's appointment today. With my OB, I have the lovely glucose test. Can you explain what this is? Because I don't think I understand it. Basically, it and I don't really, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me how it works, but um, it's testing me to see if I have um, just, just gestational, gestational diabetes. diabetes. Right. But I don't know what that is. Is that just high blood sugar because you're pregnant? I don't really know. Oh. I don't really, I mean, I don't really... I know it's like pretty common and I know that if I fail this test, then I have to go back for a longer, more extensive, more a pain in the butt test. So I'm hoping I don't test positive, but, but it's not a bad thing if you yeah, have it. Yeah, it's women without diabetes develop high blood sugar levels during pregnancy. And what's the concern? Is it harmful to the baby or is it something that can stick around after you have the baby? Uh, those who develop gestational diabetes are at higher risk of developing type two diabetes later in life. Got it. So, so, we, so if you fail this test, will you have to change, like, will you have to change your diet or something? You don't have to do anything. I think if you fail the first test, but this first test, like you, they gave me this like bottle of, you know, sugary, what 
stuff that I have to drink. Um, and then they take your blood after one hour and then they tell you if you fail that, then you have to come back for a three hour test and they do all sorts of, that's when you have to like, you can't eat before you can't drink. You have to sit there for three hours. It's a whole thing. So hopefully I won't have to do that, but I'm a little, I feel oddly like a lot of pressure because I well, don't think there's anything you can do. Like you either have it or you don't. Um, and I was actually reading that people sometimes try to trick the tests, like by changing their diet habits, which can make your body overproduce sugar because it doesn't think you're getting enough, which can make your test results skewed. I don't know. So there's no way. Well, you know what it is? It's the word test. If you put the word test after anything, everybody will try to. Yeah. Because of the schooling system in the United States of America, everybody is scared. The minute you say the word test. Yeah. I'm scared. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. The only suggestion they had really was to lay off carbs the day of the test. So. Well, good luck. I hope you pass. Thanks. Me or too. fail or whatever they want I, you to do. No, I hope I pass. Okay. I hope you pass too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Do you know what today is? Today is Wednesday. Hump day. Today is National Dog Day. Oh, hi, Lily. Happy day. It's your day, Lily. We would be talking to Sadie too, but she's not here. Sadie usually doesn't hang out in the studio when we're recording, but Lily is camped out right here next to us. Do we get them gifts? Um, I think that you should go get them. What are those things that they love? It's We discovered this treat years ago. We keep forgetting to buy it, but the dogs love it. It's called like a- The Himalayan Chew? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> They're really great and they last forever, uh, but they are very expensive. What are they, like $11 a thing or something like that? They're like 15 bucks each, yeah. but they will have, unless you have a monster dog. Remember, didn't who was it that used to go through them so quickly? Was it Blair or was it Sadie? I think it was Sadie. Um, but if you, they, they will last for months, and I have no idea exactly what they are, but you can get them at pet stores. And if you're looking for something special to do for National Dog Day. Here's what it says. It says, um... National Dog Day celebrates all breeds, mixed and pure, and serves to get, help galvanize the public to recognize the number of dogs that need to be rescued each year, either from public shelters, rescues, and purebred rescues. Um, it honors families and dogs that work selflessly to save lives, keep us safe, and bring us comfort. I gotta say, if you have never, because I was one of these people until I met Jeff, where I'm like, well, I want a dog, but... I have to go to work every day or I live in an apartment or like you can come up with all sorts of excuses to not get a dog. But being a dog owner has changed my life forever and they're amazing and they will absolutely change your life and they don't need a whole lot. No, to be happy. they will adapt to exactly what you can provide as long as you're able to provide the basics, shelter and food and exercise. Yeah. And they don't need, like, I mean, if you get a giant dog, they might need to go to the dog park and run it out every day. Yeah. But you can get that, as, like, again. Our dogs have lived in apartments. Yeah. They've been, they're so adaptable and they're like the best thing that's ever happened to us. They're so good and so sweet and they make our lives so wonderful. Good morning, Andrea Collin. And part of your challenge was the five senses. And yesterday was, Lord help me, my 42nd birthday. And it has been raining every day 
So I put on my rain galoshers and went outside and played in the rain. And there is something so freeing about jumping in puddles as an adult. It felt amazing. And I just wanted to share that with you. Have a fantastic day. A few months ago, Callie and I became proud Thrive Market members. Now, what does this mean? This means that we get products that we love, groceries that we love, delivered to the house, and we get these groceries at a huge discount from what we would pay at a regular grocery store. I'm talking 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. And they've got free shipping on orders over $49. Now, if you are doing a special diet or a special menu like key or plant-based, paleo, they have got 70 different diets and values categorized so you can order super easy, super conveniently. They're going to deliver the highest quality organic and sustainable essentials. This includes groceries, healthy snacks, meat and seafood, clean wines, non-toxic cleaning products, bath and body products right to your door. And the savings that you are going to get are going to make you you feel really good because not only are you putting money in your own pocket, but you're helping out communities in need. In addition to membership matching, Thrive Market has raised over three quarters of a million dollars to date through their COVID-19 relief fund. Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside. Join today. You'll get a free gift of your choosing up to $22 in value. That's thrivemarket.com, T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com slash upside and start your risk Free membership and get a free gift today. Thrivemarket.com slash upside. Okay, I have a few ideas for the bracket tournament. Definitely like battle of the French fries, or I guess we could do it like fast food restaurants. I mean, this could kind of be separate because French fries at other like fast food places could still participate. Like, I really like, you know, Five Guys French fries. And I mean, is it fast food? Is it not? I'm not really sure. Um, Something like that. That just sounds really fun. Um, another thing that I thought of was... I don't remember now. i got that mom brain. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Hey, Callie and Jess. It's Courtney. I stopped the episode and called and said frozen PB&J sandwiches are the best thing ever. The Smucker's PB&J, we sell them at our cafeteria at our school. They're fantastic. Usually they're still frozen when we get them for some reason, but it's like a little treat. They're great if you want to have them as a snack on the beach. And also, Callie, if you choose to nurse, they're fantastic whenever you have to stop to put them down in your nursing bra because then it just makes everything feel nice and good. And, yeah, they're great and versatile for a lot of different things. So totally a fan of uh, frozen PB&J sandwiches. Have a great day, guys. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Christina. Listening to your episode and listening to Callie talk about the boys in high school, my husband and I met when we were 13 and 15. I was 13. He was 15. Um, we became really good friends. We dated off and on in high school. He went off to the Army. He came home. We started dating again when I was 18 and he was 20. We married when um he was 22 and I was 20. So we've been married for 27 years. So don't always say those high school boyfriends don't work out because mine has worked out really, really well for us. Uh, 27 years, two kids, 
It's been a great, great life. So um, he is absolutely the love of my life. Thanks. Love you. Good morning, Callie and Jeff. Um, listening to today's show and hearing you guys talk about box breathing, um, really excited because that's something my therapist taught me to do as well to help offload anxiety. She told me that the reason that that works is that when you count the breathing, particularly when you hold the breath for four seconds and then breathe out, it causes your body to offload. You end up taking a deeper exhale, and then you offload more carbon dioxide. And by offloading more carbon dioxide, you help your body to lower your cortisol. So that, um, you know, according to my therapist, is the rationale for, you know, why box breathing works and helps lower anxiety. Love the show. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists that they become the best that they can possibly be. Is this job tough? You betcha. But it is not impossible. We can do this. We're educators. We're born to make a difference.